Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is 7 News with Anne Sanders. Good morning. The hope that COVID numbers in Melbourne were on the way down has been destroyed today. Victoria has recorded a staggering 723 new infections and sadly 13 deaths. Laurel Irving is standing by in our Melbourne newsroom. Laurel, this sets a shocking new high for the pandemic. Oh, it's very grim. And as you say, we did hope that earlier in the week we might have hit our peak when we have 532 cases on Monday. And we had had a couple of days of falling case figures. But then this news today of more than 700 is really just devastating. And as you say, 13 deaths, that's also our highest daily toll. Ten of those were residents in aged care. And so in response, the Premier has now announced some more restrictions from next week. Everybody in Victoria, including those in regional areas will have to wear a mask or face covering when they go outside. And in the worst hit regional areas around Geelong and the Colac areas from next week, they'll no longer be able to have family and friends over to their homes. They will be allowed to go out to restaurants, but the Premier says the science says that the transmission is occurring in gatherings at home, so that will be restricted. But workplaces are the other big problem driving many of our largest outbreaks, and the Premier revealed that when the ADF was door knocking yesterday they went to one home where there was a positive case and the man wasn't at home. His wife said he'd gone to work. So the Premier had this message for people. We will not get businesses reopened and we will not see many businesses survive, which is what I want to achieve here. It's what we all want to achieve here for so long as people continue to go to work when they are unwell. Aged care, of course, is absolutely dire. We now have 913 active cases. 59 aged care residents have died in Victoria's second wave. Now, state health services have taken control of a number of the worst hit homes over the past few days. More residents are being moved out to the care of hospitals, but that is an ongoing crisis, even though the federal government has stepped in. And Laurel Irving in Melbourne. Thank you very much, Laurel. New South Wales has recorded another 18 coronavirus cases, with a growing number of schools closed as COVID clusters spread in Sydney. Marley Hogan is outside the Everlearn Preschool at Preston's in Sydney Southwest. Marley, there's been a confirmed case of coronavirus there. 
Good morning, And There has. The preschool is closed today for a deep clean and contact tracing is underway. It's not clear if it was a child that went to this centre or a teacher that has tested positive, but it's not the only school shut today. Uh, Fort Street High School in Petersham is closed with a suspected case. Mary Immaculate Primary School in Bosley Park and Freeman Catholic College in Bonnie Rick Heights. Both those schools are shut with confirmed cases. Now, those two cases are linked. Those students are from the same family. They'll all undergo a deep clean and contact tracing is underway. With cases popping up across Sydney, Queensland will shut its border to the greater Sydney area. There was a rush at Sydney Airport this morning with people cutting their holidays short, bringing their flights forward, trying to get back over the border to beat the deadline. Let's have a listen to those travellers. With the whole new events that's happened, I've had to kind of rush it through, um, try to get into there before all the crazy stuff happens and kind of get locked in here in New South Wales. Just have to pay a bit of extra and try to get on that flight. Yeah, we just scraped in, we're very lucky. Now, it's interesting to note that the Sydney cluster has spread over to the Queensland border. A couple that had dinner at the Apollo restaurant in Potts Point returned to Queensland and they have both tested positive for coronavirus. The government, though, up there says they did the right thing and they are in self-isolation. As for case numbers here in New South Wales, we are at 18. Two are in hotel quarantine. But New South Wales Health is yet to provide a breakdown on those other cases. We are still waiting for that information, Anne. All right, Miley, thank you very much. To Queensland and a furious Anastasia Palaszczuk says contact tracing is underway across southeastern Queensland after two young women lied about their travel to Melbourne and later came down with COVID-19. Reporter Mac Lyon is in Logan at a testing clinic. Mac, there have been three new cases in Queensland. Good morning, Anne. And with those anxiously awaited numbers, there was a bit of good news this morning. While there have been three new cases, none of them have been locally acquired. As Marley just said, there was a couple from Brisbane who returned from that Apollo restaurant, a known COVID cluster. They went straight into self-isolation. The third person was a man in his 20s who'd returned from the United States and went straight into hotel quarantine. Now, their actions have been applauded by our Chief Health Officer and the Premier, but it's the actions of three other women that have caused statewide Outrage. Now, two of those women had travelled, or all three rather, travelled to Victoria and it's understood they attended an illegal party. Two of those women have since tested positive, the 19-year-olds. Contact tracing is underway for them. A 22-year-old relative of them has also tested positive. She wasn't, uh, she didn't fly to Melbourne and she wasn't in Victoria but has since tested positive. Now, what has caused real outrage this morning though is the fact that one of those women has not been cooperating with police. She is not revealing where she's been, who she's been in contact with since returning from Victoria and that has caused some pretty stern words from our Deputy Commissioner this morning. As you've heard, um, one has been cooperative, one has not been cooperative. We'll continue to use the powers that we have at our disposal, including considering further offences by anyone that doesn't cooperate with the investigation, to try and get that information out. We need to make sure that if you are sick, you are getting tested, and I want everyone to listen to Dr Young. And if you are sick, stay at home. Do not go to work. It is absolutely vital. Now, of course, as Marley said before, there have been big queues at the airports, but it's also at our physical border between New South Wales and Queensland, where lots of people from the southern states have been trying to get up into Queensland. There were lengthy delays there again this morning, and those will only build, as you can imagine, as we approach that deadline this weekend when the whole of Greater Sydney will be counted as a COVID hotspot. That's five million people from that region who will be essentially be locked out of Queensland from Saturday at 1am. All right, Mac, thank you very much for updating us. Mac Lyon reporting.
To breaking news, a woman's body has been found in dense bushland near Sandy Point Quarry in Sydney South. Seven News senior reporter Robert Avadia is there with exclusive details. Rob, what can you tell us this morning? Well, Anne, it is a terrible scene. Police have been here throughout the night. I can just hear a truck coming over my right shoulder. You can probably see it now. It is coming from a quarry. That's about all the traffic this area sees. There are bushwalkers who frequent the area just to my left. And it was a bushwalker roughly 5.30 last night who called police having found the body of a woman who has since been confirmed to be in her 30s. Police have a fair idea who she is, although it has not been confirmed with any scientific certainty. There are things I can't say to protect the integrity of the investigation, but I can tell you that the state of the body is not pleasant. So police are 100% convinced uh, this woman was murdered. The question is, who is she and why? Obviously, um, they will be looking at the victimology. From what I understand, she has a few drug matters on her record, but absolutely nothing suggestive of why she should be targeted in this way. I also understand she is from Sydney, but not necessarily from this area. So right now, police are trying to backtrack and uh, examine whether she might have been killed here or killed elsewhere and dumped in what I'm told is a very muddy and isolated area of bushland. We do expect to hear from the police formally in the press conference later today. Yeah. Robert Avadi with that breaking news in Sydney. Thank you, Rob. There are fears the government scheme for early access to superannuation will wreak havoc on the retirement income of millions of Australians, with the impacts to be felt for decades. Our political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. How many people have accessed their super so far? And more than 2.6 million Australians have accessed a combined total of $42 billion from their retirement savings to help support themselves through the pandemic. Treasury was forced to revise its initial forecasts up following the government's decision to extend the program until the end of the year and in light of Melbourne's second lockdown period. The extension is expected to see an extra $12.5 billion withdrawn from super accounts. Data from the ABS shows while almost 60% of applicants have used the money to meet day-to-day -day needs, 36% of people are putting the money straight into savings accounts, fueling concerns it will leave workers worse off in the long run without money, enough money to retire. Meanwhile, figures by Industry Super show that more than half a million Australians have completely drained their accounts. But despite the criticism, the government is standing by the scheme, saying Australians facing financial hardship should be given access to their own money in order to support themselves during the economic downturn. And Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Thank you, Taylor. The bosses of America's four biggest tech companies have been grilled over whether they run monopolies. The CEOs of Apple, Facebook, Google and Amazon were called to an antitrust hearing to answer claims they stifle competition that harms consumers. Ash Mullaney reports. Good morning. Well, it was a historic hearing here on Capitol Hill today. The first time all four tech giants appeared together for what was five hours of questioning. The four men were representing Amazon, Apple, Facebook and Google, companies with a combined value of almost five trillion US dollars. Today's hearing was the culmination of a 13-month probe asking one question, how big is too big? Facebook, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram are the most now downloaded apps of the last decade. Your company, sir, owns them all. And we have a word for that. That word is monopoly. The tech titans all defending the scale of the companies, yeah. arguing they're job creators and innovators. We were convinced 
that it would be better for the consumer. They employ more than 75,000 people in the U.S. Our goal is the best, not the most. They face heat from both sides of politics. Democrats argued for better safeguards against foreign election interference. Republicans say tech companies have an anti-conservative agenda echoed by the president today who tweeted if congress doesn't bring fairness to big tech i will do it myself with executive orders the pressure is mounting on these tech giants with more federal investigations into the power they wield with calls from some for even more drastic measures to dismantle the companies thank you ash a train derailment has caused a bridge to collapse in the American state of Arizona. The train was carrying timber, which caught fire. The blaze spread, with a span of the bridge eventually collapsing. There are no reports of injuries. NASA is preparing to send a rocket to Mars tomorrow. The mission to the Red Planet will see a mini helicopter used for the first time. Scientists are eager to see if Mars' thin atmosphere will be enough to support the helicopter's blades to provide lift. If all goes well, the Mars lander will reach the red planet next February. The coronavirus pandemic has forced the closure of one of the longest-running musicals in London's West End, The Phantom of the Opera. The lead actor was an Australian. He's now looking for another job. Hugh Whitfeld has more. It's the second longest running musical in West End history, but the curtain has come down on Phantom of the Opera after 34 years, cancelled due to COVID-19, leaving its Aussie lead without a job. It's heartbreaking. Of course it's heartbreaking. Josh Peterman scored his dream job last year, performing 163 times behind the famous mask, but the show was put on hiatus in March. And now the producers say they're letting most of the cast and crew go, unable to make social distancing in theatres economically viable. Les Miserables, Hamilton and Mary Poppins also won't be returning before Easter next year. The producer of all four of the London shows, Cameron McIntosh, saying there is, quote, no end game to this crisis in sight. Usually 15 million people a year see a West End show in London. Right now, there is nothing to see with every theatre shut. People need it for their livelihood. They need it for escapism. Um, especially in a time like this. As for Josh, he's determined to return to the role made famous by Michael Crawford and Anthony Warlow, but knows he'll have to audition once again. Rare photos and videos have been released of a number of tigers found in Thailand's western forest region. Cameras placed by wildlife conservationists captured the footage. It's the first time in four years the species has been seen in the region. Big cat experts say the discovery means Thailand's conservation efforts to preserve the tigers are on the right track.